Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's Thursday, July 16th, and I'm Alex Olgan with Just Healthcare Daily. This week, we are replaying some of our favorite conversations from over the last year. Today's episode is a rerun from April with healthcare consultant and author Rosemary Day. We'll be back with new episodes the week of Monday, July 20th. This pandemic is magnifying the gaps in health insurance coverage, a problem healthcare consultant Rosemary Day says needs to be fixed, since our individual health affects the collective health of the country. She's the CEO of Day Health Strategies and has spent much of her career working to expand health insurance coverage. Day helped lead Massachusetts health insurance reform under then-Governor Mitt Romney. And in her new book, Marching Toward Coverage, she talks about how we can get to a world where everyone has insurance. She joined me to talk about the book. Here's some of that conversation. 28 million Americans are uninsured and many more are underinsured. Do you think the pandemic is showing just how big of a problem this lack of health care coverage is? What most people know, you know, in their heads and in their hearts is that in this country, um, if you show up at the hospital, you're going to get a big bill. In fact, one of the you know, pieces of legislation that had been moving through Congress in a bipartisan fashion was the whole thing on surprise bills. It's gotten a lot of attention. And, and so, you know, Americans just kind of know that they've got to pay to play, essentially, and that there's this gotcha aspect to healthcare that you're going to have a thousand dollars or more like, you know, on your credit card um, because you showed up. And so even though there may be some exceptions for coronavirus, it's not well understood and it's not part of our cultural makeup. We have a much more gotcha approach to uh, billing people. And and so, um, because that's just how our healthcare system is financed. In other countries, there's more of a basic safety net for everybody. I, I call it a fleece blanket, you know, in the book. But it's it's something because there's more of a collective, I think, understanding and acknowledgement that we actually, our health individually affects our health collectively. And I think America culturally has been a little reluctant to get there, but I do think the coronavirus uh, pandemic is going to really <laughs> show people that, in fact, the individual and the collective are, are, are truly tied together. Whether health insurance is a right or a privilege has long been a debate in this country. Why did you decide to write the book now? When Trump was elected um, and we had an entirely Republican-controlled Congress, I was pretty convinced that we were going to see the end of the Affordable Care Act. 
Um, and I wanted to explain to people why it was so important to have this um, this coverage. But as I embarked on the process of writing the book, I realized that it needed to be more than that. I wanted to create a vision for a future, um, one that I hoped we could start to realize um, in 2020 and then beyond, where we would truly get to universal health care as every other wealthy country has. Getting to universal coverage is something that has perplexed many policymakers over the years. How did you lay out in the book the path to get there? First, I think people have to be informed and not be intimidated by this topic. So I, I tried to really um, simplify uh, the topic of, of health insurance coverage and, um, and what it means to make something a right in a country um, and how other countries have done it. So um, while I'm a policy wonk at heart, I realize not everyone else is. And so I wanted to give people some kind of fundamental um, building blocks of knowledge and tie it to personal stories so that it would be compelling. Like why, you know, why is it the U.S. is where we are today um, to have that understanding of um, what is and then move to what could be. And so I lay out um, some different paths that we could take. Um, and I give examples from countries that people may not know as much about, like Germany, um, that have uh, universal health care with a strong private sector component, um, which I do think is one of those you know, dearly held American values that we, we don't want to give up. Um, and, and that's important. You always have to move forward with policy in a values-based way. In the book, you call on women to participate in the debate on universal coverage more actively. Why specifically women? According to the U.S. Department of Labor, women make 80 percent of the health care decisions at the family level. They've been called by some the chief medical officer of, of the household. And, you know, we are seeing that, uh, you know, in spades right now with uh, the coronavirus situation um, as that you know, bundle of decisions has grown, you know, even even bigger um, that that women tend to make the majority of. So uh, so that's that's a fact at the household level. But as soon as you move out into um, the political level and the corporate arena, when you get to the places where uh, the real power is held, women certainly are not 80 percent of those decision makers and they're not even 50 percent. So I see a tremendous gap between what are our uh, priorities at the political um, at the political and corporate levels versus versus what's actually happening and the needs at the household level. Obviously, universal coverage, though, hasn't been a panacea because you look at countries like Italy, for example, who are really being hit hard with uh, the pandemic. And it's not like they're necessarily faring any better. I don't know if it's too early to make that. And I don't know if that's a fair comparison, but it it hasn't been a panacea. Um, What's your response to that? I would just say coverage is necessary, but it's not sufficient. I mean, there are so many uh, components that affect health. that that go far beyond what the coverage discussion is, um, and I and I talk about that in in the book. I mean, I fully acknowledge that, but um, the lack of coverage in the U.S. is a particular barrier to entry, and it exacerbates disparities and inequalities. So Italy is facing some really tough choices, um, but they're not also wrestling with the coverage choice. And that leads into how how do you think the pandemic will change the politics around the public option or Medicare for all, the two policies we've heard about and the Democratic uh, candidates? Certainly on the Democratic uh, side, as, as we you know finish out this primary season, um, it adds far more salience to um, the notion of universal health care. What the Democrats are debating, because both, both Biden and Sanders are saying health care should be a right. 
the question is, how do you actually get there? And um, and so Sanders' proposal is far more radical, um, and it really eliminates a lot of the the role of the private sector. And Biden's is more of an incremental approach, but still a fundamental commitment to making healthcare a right. Um, you know, I, my experience is that Americans digest things better when it's done incrementally. So my view is we should have be clear that healthcare should be a right, and we get there in in ways that the American people can digest so that we actually get there. Once we get through the pandemic, how do you think the healthcare system will change? In terms of the healthcare system itself, you know, the delivery system um, will have to make adjustments uh, right now to get through the crisis. But then I think really um, the notion of prevention and, and lots of the public health measures um, that often aren't very, for lack of a better word, sexy <laughs> are, are things that I think people will need and want to pay more attention to going forward. So um, what what pieces of our infrastructure do we need to um, strengthen so that people have better access to primary care um, and, and ways to, to take uh, good care with, with prevention? And coverage is a part of that, but it's like how we, um, you know, deliver, deliver the health care itself is also going to, I think, need to be revisited. That was Rosemary Day, author of Marching Toward Coverage and CEO of Day Health Strategies. We'll be back with new episodes on Monday, July 20th. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.